Palmer Bear on the edge of the box. Oh, it's a straight-up screamer! Download our app today and enjoy straight-up screamers this FIFA World Cup with great odds, great promos and same-game multi at Palmer Bear. Gamble responsibly. For gambler's help, call 1-800-858-858. Something wonderful happens when you visit Mildura. The city vibe continues, but the outback's only moments away. Fresh produce is endless, the embers are hotter and the night skies seem longer. So what are you waiting for? Start your journey with us online at visitmildura.com.au and get planning. Uh, joining us now is the host of Morning Glory on SEN, Maddie Johns, with thanks to Harley Heaven, test rider Harley Davidson at Harley Heaven, Blacktown and Tempe. Maddie, good afternoon. James, Joel, how are you, lads? Off to Winnie tomorrow, Maddie. Do you ever play at Ringrose Park? Yes, numerous times. Numerous times played there. Uh, I tell you what, it's, uh, it's some sort of ground out there at the moment, the surface. I mean... Uh, I mean, you look at the size of the league's club and uh, of Wendy, and they've just had Renos there, uh, so I'm I'm guessing they've got plenty. Yeah, they've got plenty. The old uh, the old dressing sheds, Miss Oil, if you haven't been there, it was like getting changed in a bus. They were that narrow, the Ringrose Park yeah. uh, sheds. But anyway, like last night, Matty, uh, unbelievable scenes, unprecedented in many ways. The MCG chockers, not for a game, not for a concert. It was for a memorial. Shane Warne, uh, how, how massive was it? Oh, it was massive, incredible, fitting, fitting of uh, uh, the life uh, and the career and the impact he had, uh, not just on sport. He, um, yeah, like Bradman and you know, like a lot of really elite sportsmen, I mean, the upper percentile, the elite of the elite, they have more, they have an impact on more than just sport. And uh, yeah, it, and you know, it's a, it, it is a fine balance there um, as far as, you know, uh, getting it right with emotion and, Whatnot. I thought it was perfectly done. I thought it was re- some really nice touches. I mean, it was really. Di- I thought it was incredibly difficult to watch his kids, mm. uh, the mm. pain they were in, and um, but yeah, you know, nice touch to finish with the the great Southern stand, the Shane Warne stand, and that's when you know, like you get there. And Eddie McGuire said, he said, mate, forever, that will be the Shane Warne stand, and uh, make sure you and. Yeah, this this is probably a little bit off off topic, but I remember five years ago going to Rome and going to the Colosseum and looking at the Colosseum and thinking to myself, okay, in 500 years' time, what will the SCG and what will the MCG and you know those great grounds, Wembley, what will it be? What yeah. will it look like? Will it be ruins? Um, and so when you say the Shane Warne stand forever, yeah. Yeah, that's sort of where it hits home. I thought you were about to say you went to Rome and saw the Colosseum and wondered, will they name one of those stands after me when I, <laughs> when I shoot my shot? <laughs> yes. Have you been there, Miss Salt? That's yeah, a cool spot. Yeah, I've been it? there. Yeah, I have been there. Matty, we had, uh, we had Boz on just before you th- today. I'm seeing yep. a bit of a theme with our guests. We've got quiet blokes with confidence issues <laughs> all afternoon today. <laughs> in, in all seriousness, Matty, what, what, what would you like named after yourself? A studio, a football park, Cessnock Main Street? I'd, that'd be nice. Um, <laughs> I, I think... Uh, well, actually, it'd be hard to beat the Colosseum. Maybe one of those cages that they used to keep the Christians in. Give them a couple of good Catholic boy. <laughs> oh, yeah. What about, uh, Maddie, the uh, the events during the week? I thought it was outstanding. Uh, Chris Rock and Will oh. Smith. What's your take on it all? I think that Will Smith's got a God complex. Yeah. Um, you know, like, 
the hit itself, the you know the slap built in the young, a, a, a bloke half your size is one thing, yeah. but then the speech afterwards. Oh, yeah. mate! Yeah, that's when you That's when you go. Hang on a second. We've got one that's just crossed over to the other side to the insanity land. Yeah. <laughs> you know that stuff about you know describing himself as a vessel of love. Well, mate, my thing about it: if you are indeed the love vessel, yeah. you don't pelt blokes half your half your size in front of two billion eyeballs. No. No. Usually, when you see a bloke go from laughing to pure anger to crying. Within the space of about an hour, that that use that sort of behaviour usually happens sort of after two a.m. around a, around well, the dinner table. Well, James, uh, I, I was sitting there watching and I thought, "Wow, it's like he's this amazing actor." And I went, "Well, <laughs> <laughs> I've seen people saying online they reckon it's a uh, it's a setup and they're doing it for publicity." Mm-hmm. But why would Will Smith? sign himself yeah. up for that. He's completely assassinated his own character. I used to think he was a decent bloke. Now I just think he's a, a nut job. Yeah. yeah, well, that's it, James. Like, there was that feeling. Um, my wife, Trish, still thinks it's a setup, and I'm going, mate, come on. Like, um, believe that you'll believe anything. Well, unfortunately, she doesn't. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, uh, I thought, oh, hang on, is it set up until he sat down the the seat and started swearing the way he did because you know you know it's like with American society any swearing as far as television live TV is concerned and well, you saw the way uh, you saw the Janet Jackson how she was ostracised you know from her career and sort of the elite over there from the uh, the Super Bowl uh, Justin Timberlake thing with the with the uh, with the nipple that big controversy so the fact that he would have sat down and started swearing and saying the things that he did. Yeah, there's no way. There was no win it for him in for uh, Will Smith as far as that being a setup's concerned. I'll tell you what, a big win for Chris Rock. So he's got a show coming up over there in the states, and the tickets were going for about forty six bucks, right? Yeah. Yep. U.S. dollars. Well, they they got to three hundred and forty one bucks a ticket wow. just on the back of that. I hope he well, leads he ha- with an alopecia yeah. joke. Yeah, well, he will. <laughs> I, I thought. I just thought he handled himself really well in what was a incredibly tough situation and we did the family podcast yesterday and we're going to pose the same question tomorrow to the boys on morning glory in a bit of a um, hypothetical okay let's imagine for a second that will smith sitting there right and they said awarding or giving out the next award please welcome former heavyweight champion mike tyson (laughs) right and mike tyson gets up there and does the same joke the question is does he get out of his seat and do the same thing? And if the answer is no, then he's a bully. That's yeah, right. yeah, absolutely. I, I couldn't agree more. On the family podcast, uh, my my girlfriend's been bugging me to ask you: When will Trish get her own show? Either a uh, on the radio or b on TV, like face to face with Trish Johns, maybe oh, on there you go. Fox uh, League. Mate, James, you. You tell your partner that will never, that will never happen, mate. She's you, swimming in the stream. Yeah. Have you noticed there's a bit of like a cult following for Trish? There's, uh, I do. A groundswell. I, I do. It's a little bit like, like I remember being at school with Happy Days. Always the strange kids, their favourite on the Happy Days was always Ralph or, <laughs> or maybe Potsy. <laughs> you know, so there are, yeah, there are sort of people out there who like Trish's input. Um, I don't know who they are. <laughs> Every time Trish finishes the podcast, she goes, did I speak too much? And I said, mate, never stopped you before. Don't worry about it.
What about uh, comedians in general, Matty? Have you worked with many over the years? Yeah, work work with a few. As far as not really worked, as far as been on stage or or uh, done, uh, you know, wor- work with them as such. But had a little bit to do with a few of them over the years. And it's funny because Chris Rock doesn't appear like this, but most of them are quite solemn, dark characters. Yeah, yeah they're sort of. I remember once I interviewed. Uh, I'm trying to think of his name, Carl Barron, on the um, on our Sunday night show. And um, I was talking to Carl beforehand, and I thought, man, he's pretty solemn and, and, and quite dark. And then, mate, we uh, got on there and did, did the interview, and it was very, we got really dark. I said, I, I forgot, I said, what, you know, you were sort of saying, oh, you know, blah, blah, blah. and I said, what makes you happy? And his, his answer to that was the thought of dying. Oh, <laughs> my God. <laughs> That is dark. I, th- I mean, I do believe it was part of his shtick, yeah. but it sort of went over most people's head. Everyone was sitting there going horrified. Yeah. And, um, and people were getting in touch with me via Fox Sports going, oh, Matty, why are you being so cruel to that, that, that poor man? And I said, mate, that poor man, he's a comedian. Yeah. <laughs> I ended up at, a, uh, at an after party for the Melbourne Cup one year back at a, a house in Melbourne. And there was a, a few prominent uh, comedians, current comedians in, from from the Australian sort of landscape. They were the least funny, yeah. least fun yeah. blokes in the whole party. Sort of dark, quiet characters. And you, you know you shouldn't do it, but it's an after party for yeah. Melbourne Cup. You say, you know, you've got a joke or say something funny. They were pissed yeah. off. Like, I'd never ask a comedian for a joke. Well, yeah. no. J- doubling down on that, James, is the fact that you're in Melbourne telling jokes. I just find the Melbourne <laughs> sense of humour <laughs> and the Sydney sense of humour so different. Yeah. It, it's, it's, such a, it's such a different culture as far as comedy is concerned. I, I find Queenslanders and New South Welshmen generally share the same kind of uh, comedy and sense of humour and that sort of laconic kind of humour where the southern states um, you know, South Australia you know, v- Victoria, the, the, the AFL states, their sense of humour is just so different it's um, yeah, I don't know what it is, I mean we're funny and they're not That's what it is. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> so, so Matty if you had to just randomly pick four people from any given state other than New South Wales to go on a trip away with, which, which state would you pick? Okay, so, sorry, Joe, I was I was distracted there. My wife was waving some cooking at me. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Chop chick. Yeah, sorry. So it's yeah, you and four people pick. going overseas a trip away, and you've got to randomly take four people from a state that's not New South Wales. Oh. Who, who are you taking? Which state? I'd go Queenslanders. Yeah. I, I'd go. I'd go uh, Queenslanders. Gordy Tallis. Yeah. yeah. Um, I tell you, I tell you who's I reckon a cracking bloke, and I, I really like him is Justin Hodges. Yeah, like Justin Hodges, fun bloke, good fella. Uh, I'd take him. Uh, who else I'd take up there? Uh, oh, jeez, that might be just about it. <laughs> That's <laughs> enough. That's enough. I'd take both. I'd take both of them twice. No, nah, no, nah, but I. A um, couple of the North Mick. Blake called Mick McLean, who I played with at the Newcastle Knights. I was only a young bloke when he was finishing up. One of the great characters of rugby league, and um, I tell you what, my old mate from Newcastle, Brett Dropper Grogan. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Dropper. You know, I reckon an underrated state, Tasmania. Yeah. Yeah. I know a few blokes from yeah. Tasmania, so and they're lunatics, oh, yeah. and they something they talk about it. 
coming to the mainland. Yeah. So they grow up in Tassie. Yeah. They come to the mainland. They absolutely cut loose once they get up here. It's like they know nobody here, so there's no repercussions for their, their behaviour. Yeah, that's so good. That's so good. <laughs> Mate, it's a cracking place, Tasmania. Isn't it? It, it's, it's, I, I find it a lot of fun. I like the cold. Like I, I really, I, I, I love the cold. So going down there in the winter, I, I think it's fantastic. But it's funny those places, obscure places, that have just kind of crazies, right? Yeah, well, yeah, crazy. Like, okay, I'll, I'll give you an example, right? <laughs> there's a little, there's a little, uh, well, I suppose not little, but a Baltic country called Lithuania, right? Which most people have heard of, it's a former Soviet republic. Anyway, it, um, if you look at the people who come from Lithuania. They had a basketball team in '92 who came third in the Barcelona Olympics, and they were their uniform was like the Grateful Dead shirts, like you know, like they they were just like crazy hippie. Now talking to mates of mine who played with the one or two of those guys, um, you know, one or two came out and played in the NBL. They said they were lunatics, right? They said lunatics. They said they would literally train and occasionally play drunk. They said they were just super guys, massive party animals. More Lithuanians. Norman Mailer, the great American writer. Um, you'll see he was the old guy in When We Were Kings, narrating it and sort of talking about Ali. He was, he's Lithuanian. Tommy Radonikus, is, ah, his yes. parents were Lithuanian. And the other player who I reckon is in the grand final for the toughest rugby league player of all time, and I was fortunate enough to meet him after the 97 grand final, was a fellow called Vince Coralius. And Vince, if you speak to people in um, previous eras to ours, Joel, they say absolutely terrifying. Vince Coralius. Yeah, Vince Coralius, the wild bull of the pampas, they used to call him. And, uh, yeah, he was Lithuanian as well. So, So... my wife always says to me, when you know, when COVID was going to end, let's just go somewhere. You, we'll go to Europe. You go somewhere. I'll go. I'll go to another place, and we'll come back. And, meet. and she, goes, I say, she goes, "Where are you going to go to?" And I said, "I'm going to Lithuania." <laughs> I'm just looking at the get up here, 1992. It is a shocker, isn't it? it it's it, pretty it's, out there. Oh, it's a beauty. Eye. It's an absolute beauty. I, I, right, a bit of rugby league chat, uh, Maddie. Um, mm-hmm. The grand final rematch tomorrow. How, how's that shaping up? Who are you tipping there? Well, the, the the landscape's changed a little bit because I thought Fisher Harris and Liam Martin were still going to be out. I th- and with those two blokes out, I, I thought that Penrith were vulnerable because Penrith are starting to find out how difficult a back-to-back campaign is. Because every time you turn up, I, I liken it. You know, it, they will not have one easy game this no. year, Penrith. Mm-hmm. And every game they're going to have to be close enough to their best to win, and I, I liken it to a boxer that walks out at the start of every round and it's a fresh fighter standing in front of him. And the best example I'll give so far, even just after three rounds, you can see the little bit sore and busted. Um, round two, they play the Dragons, and the Dragons just ambush them, really bash them up, and I'm watching the Dragons going, holy dooly, I've got, I didn't, I didn't have them in my top eight, but the Dragons played like that. Man, they're fierce. The next... You know, five five six days later, the Dragons play against Cronulla, and literally their pack just takes a night off. Yeah, mm. and Cronulla just rolls over the top of them. Now that'll be the tail of the tape for the for Penrith season. Yeah, you'll have teams that on a, teams will peak for Penrith. You know. They'll, they'll reduce the training load for Penrith. So that everyone wants to beat the Premiers. And I think it's been a really tough three weeks for Penrith. And even though they're playing at home, even though Nathan Cleary's coming back in the side, I think they're a little vulnerable. I've I, I got a gut feel 
that the uh, the Bunnies might go two in a row and beat them by a narrow score. Yeah, Cody Walker might be fired up too. You make a good point, Matty, because they were there to be beaten against the Dragons. I, I, they were absolutely there to be beaten last week until Barnett yep. gets sent off. Mm. So uh, there you go there. Uh, what about your lock of the week? Let's um, la- How did we go last week, Brooksy, by the way? Ooh, there was a few misses. Was there? Yeah, I think yeah. Fletch was the only one that got one. And yeah, he right. just did it blind. I think I went the Roosters, didn't I? And they went down uh, comfortably. Uh, Matty, what are you thinking this week? Uh, to, 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 to look, I look. I mean, the obvious one's a storm, so I'm not going to do that. Um, I'm going to go. We're at this one for a bit. I'm going to go. My tip of the week is the is the Roosters to win by only one to six points up in Townsville, and yep. Parramatta to beat uh, the Dragons. But only one to six points as well. Ooh. Right, uh, that's mm. my that's my multi for the weekend. Yeah, I reckon here's here's one my lock of the week: Manly to beat Canberra by thirteen plus. Canberra following yeah. that great one week, yeah. shocking the next. They're due for a shocker. Manly just starting to warm. Turbo yeah. over two hundred meters running running meters again. I reckon they're just starting to warm to the task. I reckon too. You can see you can see Tom just starting to get in the mood. And they're they're just starting to get their football right. I and you're right, mate. Canberra. I cannot make heads or tails of. I I, I don't see them as a top eight side, but I don't know exactly where they fit at the moment. But yeah, I'm with you. I think Manly will win that one. Well, Maddie, you got the Dragons pushing the Parramatta Eels. So for those listening, if you're looking for a bit of a cheeky value, and I know you can't eat value, but Maddie Fee is playing on the left hand side. Uh, Parramatta in week one conceded uh, two tries to Philip Sammy, that left winger. The next week, Mulatalo scored a try on the left wing. Uh, Connor Tracy was moved to the left wing. He also scored. And then last week, Nick Meaney got two there on the left wing. So maybe Matty Feguy is a bit of a... They've got a major problem there. What do you do? What do you do in your spare time, John? Get a job with a betting agency or something. He's not bad at this stuff. Yes. Uh, Matty, what's on tomorrow, mate? Uh, Big show coming up at Wenny, by the way. At Wenny, we've got uh, Andrew Webster and Denon Camp on. Uh, Look, we're going to review the games. We'll preview, mate, some really interesting games over the course of the weekend. Uh, I'm I'm looking forward to... uh, We'll preview all of those. Um, Movie of the week is Inglorious Bastards. Sound advice. We're going to do tribute to Taylor Hawkins and the Foo Fighters with Jack. So plenty going on. And and we're going to have Millie Boyle on as well after her success on on the field, NRLW, and also winning uh, SAS. Inglorious Bastards, probably one of the best documentaries I've watched over the past decade. So really, yeah, it's, have a listen for that one. Yeah, mate, best opening scene I, I just about ever in uh, in cinema history. <laughs> Excellent. Uh, and what about tonight, Matty? Uh, tonight again. Well, you expect I expected last week. Uh, the Tigers to put up a better showing than they did. I thought they should have won that game. Touch and go. Titans at home, given their pack. I, I think that I think the Titans will win. Uh, well, Titans <laughs> to win six. I'd say six to twelve points. Six to twelve points. All right, yeah. mate. We look forward to hearing tomorrow live from Winnie Leeds Club, Matty. Go on, you guys. See you, lads. See you, uh, Morning glory, Matty Johns, live from Winnie Leeds Club. Sometimes needing new tyres can catch us by surprise. That's why tyre power gives you the power of zip pay and zip money. You can get what you need now, get back on the road safely and pay for it later. Terms and conditions apply. So visit tyrepower.com.au or call 13 21 91.